0: All right, we're back with another episode of Noobed. We have a great show for you today, but first we have to play but this I heard awesome it song. On a
1: podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast.
2: What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. Yeah. But I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer You were drinking Bud Lights last year I want to showboat but I gotta go bro got a cooler in the cellar full of Trillium beers yeah I'm talking about low. never in a million years would I ever drink a Michelob oh no they might have brewed this beer from elephant feces hmm what an elegant species hey, you better get me please another weird beer make it real clear noobs had to have it smooth on the palate but super hoppy the ABV
1: turned loose to choppy the way we drink is a little bit reckless yes but I never left Ben's when He cracking open the cold one from the vault wall to wall don't spill at all you're listening to this. The new podcast if you'd like to wait two hours for one growler you come two to the right hours, place we we
2: and if you need someone to mule your beers mo's wife will do it with a baby in her stomach now that's commitment
1: and that's the difference between ben mo and you so up your vocabulary and grab a beer because this is noobed. correct noob this is new, this is new, this is new. Correct. correct
0: correct all right we're back another episode of new mo podcast side I am joined today by a very, very special guest, Mo Fortin as always, uh, yeah, Moses you. Malone, and to my right, your radio left, very, very special guest, Michael Andrew Piera, MVP, First VIP. Time. First MVP. time on the <laughs> Yeah, yeah VIP. VIP. Yeah, not, not MVP. <laughs> Mike, thanks well, for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, what's going on, guys? How, how's things been?
2: Nothing. Seems things are good. good. Things are good. Yeah, mellowed out.
0: Happy to make it to the end of the week.
2: Feeling much less extreme. It's great that it's Friday. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'll drink to Friday. Oh my god. That's
2: good. Great. Got a trip coming up this weekend, I'm guessing. Yes, yes,
0: yeah. So what we will, uh, we'll talk about today, a popular article that's going around the interwebs here from Thrillist.com. It's nine beer trends that are already, what's the exact title of it, Mo?
2: Um, Masked. Brew Bros Thrillist: Nine Craft Beer Trends You'll Be Tired Of in 2019.
0: Well, Thrill Mass Beer Bros just posted the Thrillist article. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, nine, that's what I'm saying. But nine. Like they
2: posted craft Thrillist. beer
0: trends you'll be tired of in 2019. So we're gonna actually run down this list. What all nine of them are? Are we tired of them? Will we be tired of them? Do we even know what they are? That's the real question. And we'll start right at the top, Mo. Give me number one.
2: Uh, Number one on the list for beer trends that you're going to be sick of. Yeah. Glitter beer.
0: Glitter beer. So, full disclosure, I did peek at this list, obviously, beforehand. So did I. Glitter beer is a trend that I'm not even aware of. I've never even seen a glitter beer. Yeah. Uh, I know you said that you saw one at Extreme Beer Fest. But aside from that... I've never seen a glitter beer, nope. so
1: I don't know. Doesn't affect
2: me in the least. I'm not only not sick of it; I'm not aware of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is one for one in beer trends. I told you guys I wouldn't know anything about. So perfect. I mean, <laughs> never you, heard of this. You're
2: basically at the same level as we are because we didn't. I mean, I knew it was a thing. Yeah, but not that like. Everybody was doing, yeah, so and definitely not anybody that I know that's doing it, so I'll Evil kind of genius put it this
0: genius. I'll kind of put it this way aesthetically, I, I don't really care what a beer looks like, I want it to taste good. Yep, um, there are obviously funky colors that you look for in a beer that will lead to taste discrepancies, sure. Uh, so as far as that goes, I, I don't know if, the, if this is a brewery trying to mask something or okay, just trying to get a, a good Instagram post. Here's
2: Here's my thing on this, yeah, does it add anything? No, absolutely.
0: of course not. It can't,
2: of course not. Yeah. The only thing it could possibly do is make the beer worse.
0: Yeah, no, like it's literally it, not possible it,
2: it, scientifically to add glitter to the beer and make the beer better. Yeah. I mean, I'm a scientist, so I would no, obviously I, I'm not, but I don't. <laughs> I just don't think that's possible. No. So no. like at the very least, it does nothing. At the very worst, well, at the very best, it does nothing. Yeah. At the very worst, it makes it worse.
0: That's a good point. And it makes it look stupid. Yeah, it does look stupid. I I don't want to look like I'm drinking nail polish. Yeah. Because I do that on Saturday nights anyway.
2: There's a reason why guys don't go to the bar and drink Cosmopolitans (laughs) with their pinkies out. Because it looks a certain way.
0: (laughs) I don't know what you're implying. I'm going to step back from that. It just
2: looks weird. (laughs) That's all I'm saying.
0: Okay. Uh, if you if you want to listen to the show, get a Cosmo pinky up. I don't mind that at all. <laughs> well, this is you a beer show. In. You're a so, friend I of the show. Own, you know? All right. So, number one. Uh, I think we're, we're across the board. already sick of it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, sure. I've never seen it, and I'm already sick of it. Yeah, I'm sick of it. I don't Number know. two. What do we got?
2: A pathological obsession with newness.
0: Yeah. So, this. Uh, just to reiterate uh, this. This is not as a... or. I don't know how this is interpreted. Is this as a consumer or as a brewer?
2: Um, I think it's as a cons- consumer. We're constantly looking as consumers for, for something new.
0: Yeah, I mean... What,
2: what's new? What's what, what did you not have on tap last week?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's everything in life. Yes. I mean, that's why all of us get into craft beer. <laughs> because it was different than what we were drinking Cause before. Because it was different, because it's better, because you want to try new things and explore what can be done away from the... Basic Pilsner of four ingredients, you
2: know? See, I personally like to see somebody like like Vieira's face when we bring a beer like he's never heard of or yeah. never seen, and he's like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, they do that to beer? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I'd like to hear what you think.
1: Yeah, no, I enjoy the uh, the ones that you guys bring on a sometimes hourly basis uh, by my <laughs> apartment, you know? It's, uh, no, it's, uh, I uh, I got into craft beer a while back and I kinda of fell off, so it's nice to see um it's nice to see all the diversity, really. Yeah. Because yeah. there was only, you know I mean the, the selection back then was kinda of slim. Right. And yeah. like there was very few bars that were carrying it. Yeah. Um, so now to see more and more bars, it's more like the majority of bars that carry uh, these craft beers now. So it's always nice to and try to, something new
2: and to think like at the time, like Harpoon was new and different. Yeah, like Sam see, Adams Sam was Adams. new and different. Newcastle
0: like, Brown Ale. Remember yeah, that just some. That yeah, like just something like that beers. was like, oh, damn, that's yeah.
1: different. Yeah, Honey Brown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that <laughs> was a great beer. <laughs> that was a really damn. good beer back in the day.
0: Uh, yeah, so I, I don't think I'll ever get sick of this. I mean. There's no if I'm sick of it then why am I even looking for a craft beer? I just go to the easiest place possible and get the same thing every time. No,
2: I, I see from the brewery side and from like the the production side. Yeah. Why that's obviously that's an obstacle. Yeah. Because like you always have to make something that people haven't had or heard of or tried. So I think that's leading to what a lot of breweries are doing now where it's like it's leading to a lot of people just kind of Is that really different? Yeah. Like you kind of just did it with a different hop or now you're just dry hopping it or uh, okay. now you just put a little citrus in it. You know, like it's leading breweries to kind of be less creative and more just like uh, we got to do something real quick to make this beer different. Yeah. But so it's, it's kind of leading to some like weird variations of beers.
0: But how is that any different than like restaurants? Nothing that wrong just, with it. You know. It? They Nothing have wrong 10 with burgers on a menu, sure. and they all just have a different topping. It's the same burger every yep. time. Yep. Absolutely. It's the same thing with everything. I mean, there's only so much you can do to make an actual beer without making it a different a different beverage. You know, so no I matter. think exploring new hops is very cool. Yeah. Hops that you haven't heard of, For but sure. there's so many strands that even if I, if I put a new hop in a beer... And I explained it to you, you wouldn't understand it because it it doesn't even have a name. It might only have a serial number. Could, yeah. Um, And, you know, they have to go, they have to sell this beer. They make it so you know what's in it and you know what it's going to taste like before you drink it. That's why they do it.
2: I think, above everything else, you have to recognize that there are different kinds of people in the world. There's the people that go to a restaurant, the same restaurant, every week on Friday. And get the same thing yep. every single week sure those people exist I can be one of those people at times mm-hmm that sounded creepy
0: that was pretty creepy but <laughs>
2: um, but there's also those people that go to a restaurant every week and try something new yeah so like you can go to a brewery every time and you know I, and I can fall into this too if I go to a brewery and your flagship IPA the one that you brew every week yeah is fucking phenomenal yeah. then I'm gonna have it every time I go there
0: hmm I
2: agree You know And also I could go to a brewery And be like I just want to try A bunch of your new stuff Like I want sure. to try Like a bunch of different things Like what do you got That's weird Sure You know Cause we, you know On this show We love weird beer things so Of course What I do mean, you do every time I feces, go to a brewery, I mean
0: <laughs> Every time I go to a brewery I look Or not a brewery A uh a restaurant, I look at the beer menu, you know, make a quick scan. Yep. If they don't have anything, I order a Fiddlehead I yep. every single time. Oh, yeah. And if they have something that I want to try, then I'll try it. Yep. But usually I, I go to Fiddlehead because yeah, that's quality a beer. A great and staple. I enjoy it. So
2: Usually relatively inexpensive too, which is great.
0: So I'm not sick of this. I want to try new things. Nope. I hope there's more new things in 2019 and even more in 2020. Yep.
2: yep. I want to see constant new things. Just go outside the box. Yep. Yeah. And They'll I'll be, be right, right there with you.
0: So we are in agreement there. Number three. Number
2: three. Benny, I know where you stand on yep. this. Uh, Crowlers. This
0: is I don't, a stupid one. I don't
2: even know understand how this is a trend yeah. that people are going to get sick of.
0: What's wrong with a crawler? I, I couldn't tell you. I actually brought one tonight. For any 32-ounce crawler For anybody,
2: tonight. I think we're talking to all learned beer drinkers here. We, a crawler is a 32-ounce can of beer. Yeah. For anybody who may not be familiar cool. with the term. I think we might have even used it in vocabulary
1: once. I believe so, yeah. I
2: might have. Yep. But in any case, a 32-ounce beer. Fiera, where are aware, you on a 32-ounce beer? Are you sick of that?
1: I've never had one, so I can't really be sick of it. Nice. You're <laughs>
2: going to have one tonight. Perfect. But,
0: I mean, it's the same thing as the 750 format that yeah. comes in bottles of any beer. Great shareable size. Yep. I guess the one complaint here for, from a crowdler person would be that once you open it, it immediately starts going bad, like yep. any can of beer. Sure. But that's the same with a bottle. So yeah. do you like seven fifty bottles but you don't like crawlers or I mean what's the what's the uh the difference here I don't, I don't get what they're comparing it to yeah like I just don't want more beer i I don't understand it
2: I think i, I the article seems to indicate that it was like a flash in the pan like it was just like a new packaging yeah. thing that like people were yeah, obsessed with for a little while and then you know it was just gonna go by the wayside yeah but I think I mean we all know where you stand as far as optimal container for beer you love the 750 of course and i'm i'm, I'm on board with this although you know I, I love a good four pack but the 750 for sharing purposes is, is perfect it's great Crowler, even better because mm-hmm. it's a few more ounces but basically i mean uh, for all intent and purpose this, the same exact container uh yeah. um, exactly. what is it like five 32 ounces so 25 and a 750 so it's like seven ounces different yeah so, so even better port. actually the pour exactly <laughs> so like it's even better than a 750 they've somehow improved upon that vessel so i'm not sick of it
0: and it's also it's cheaper for a brewery to do crowlers 100%. than it is to do bottles 100 percent. and it's available it's an easier way for them to get you more of their beer and i think of a prime example when i was up at liquid riot in portland I had a double IPA called "What's in the Box" that they mm. had on tap. That I remember was fantastic, that one. and I wanted to bring it home so you guys could try it. Yep. The only way I could take it, you can get any one of their beers on tap in a crowler, and they crow, they can it right there for right, you. Right, right.
2: They have one of those machines behind the bar, like yeah.
0: So I went in, I got a crowler of it, and it's beautiful. I yep. mean, Troy City does crowlers, yep. and people you know quabble about price, but it it's a great way. I think it's a great way to. I I like it. I like it. What's an acceptable price for a crawler? Uh, like, where
2: do you sit on that? What, what, what's, what will you bet? I'm fine pay? with
0: the... I mean, Troy City, when we're recording this podcast and when they first came out, they had $13 crawlers. Yep, that's Which great. I don't find... I don't have an issue with that. Nope. I think that's fair. If I went to their bar and got two pours, it would probably cost me right around there with a tip. Yep. So I have maybe no a, issue. Maybe a buck or two more. And that's more than two pours. Uh, yeah. Right,
2: I mean, I 32 it is two ounce. pours.
0: Well, yeah, oh, two okay. pints, Two sixteen. Mean. Yeah. sure, sure, two sixteens. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have an issue with the price, I really don't. And it, people just like it's unbelievable, man. They like, get if mad I'm, if you brew a different beer. They get mad if you overcharge. They get mad, like you don't know what goes into it. So, if the crawler price is, is in be? between
2: ten and twenty bucks, I'm fine with it.
0: Yeah, somewhere I think in that ballpark. Higher,
2: yeah. And the higher you get to twenty, the more likely I'm going to sure. be like, eh. You know, I don't, I don't know about that, but mm-hmm. I've been known to spend stupid amounts on beer, so...
0: Yeah. What's a 40 cost nowadays? Three bucks. <laughs> for, for <Bud> Light?
1: <laughs> I, love, yeah. I love how Vieira just knows that off <laughs> yeah, the cuff. Well, Viera, he's like
2: 2 dollars with the bottle deposit. Yeah, he's the yeah, new... Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, which uh, pack you
0: were going for. <laughs> he's the
1: new 40 correspondent.
2: Are you getting OE? Are you getting Colt 45? Yeah. Are you getting so three bucks, Steel I mean, Reserve? What three three are
0: you getting? Three bucks for a 40 oh, of Bud Light. Put that in perspective, <laughs> you know, so...
2: We used yeah. to drink a we used to drink a forty a Colt forty five every spring with Matt, just his brother. Shout out to Matt. Friend he doesn't listen. Show. He doesn't listen to the show. He's, He's not, not going to. You. But <laughs> tell Scott. We say yeah, that. his brother Scott listens to the show sometimes. Scott, hey,
0: say hi to Matt for us. <laughs>
2: yeah, but we used to kick off spring, like kick off the summer with a Colt forty five on the deck. So much <laughs> love to all beverages of the world.
0: That is old school.
2: It well, is. Yeah, he insists that that's the best one. I, disagree. <laughs> I'm going to disagree, but I don't even know if there is a good one.
0: Bring a so. next time. I guess. Uh, so what are we at? Number four? No. Number four. got to scroll four. down
2: here. Uh, the sellout culture.
0: Yeah. This one is very, very popular. This is when a brewery um, begins to get mainstream distro and people view them as sellouts. And then immediately they declare that their beer is not good anymore because it is... Did I just have a stroke? <laughs> a it nice is, it right. it is not good anymore because it is readily available at your local package store, or any package store for that matter. And the only way I would say that it's not good anymore, that if it's readily available, is if it is, as one of our uh, former guest co-hosts, Colin Butterfield puts it, turning it up on shelves out there. You mm. know, just sitting around, like clown shoes. A lot of clown shoes yeah. you see on the shelf. They make great stuff, but it sits on the shelf for so long that yeah. it just it oxidizes, turns bad. And yeah. I get that. And I get some places, won't name any names, of local package stores that don't store hopped beverages properly. And then you the buy bulk, you buy a lot of, of poor them. hopped beverages on their shelves. Yeah. So I can see that. But as far as the, the beer does not decline when it's easily available to you, in my eyes.
2: No, as long as, and this, I, I know of people that worked for Goose Island before and after their sellout. Okay. And I know that certain people came in and they changed personnel um, and the quality of beer did fall off a little bit after that because okay. they needed to mass produce, they needed to Cut corners. They needed to do certain things to make it mass distro. Yeah. So, in that situation, I can see how a big dog stepping in and kind of like pushing guys to the side. Like, I I got this cutting
0: I, a couple corners. Yeah. So I, get
2: it. I I I don't think that that happens necessarily all the time. Like, mm. I don't think that happened with Ballast Point necessarily. Uh, I don't
0: I, think it happened with Wicked Weed. who would, no. would be considered one of the biggest sellers sure. of the past couple of years. Sure.
2: Um I I just think this is like a way for people to kind of show their badge yeah. of like yeah. I love craft beer. And it and it's great to like show support for like the small guy, the local course. guy like that's true in just every industry. Like you want to you want to support your local community and you know the the little guy and not the big dog. Mm-hmm. But I mean, truth of the matter is their their beer doesn't necessarily get worse when they sell out. Although I don't love to see a brewery selling out. Yeah. But everybody's got different reasons for doing this, man. Sure.
0: Like, I mean, do you have... It's it's a mentality. You get to a certain point, right? And do you have the mentality of we're going to push it over the edge, we're going to lord, lord hobo it, and flood the market, and be yeah. everywhere at all times? Yep, that's or tough. Or are you going to do it on your own, like Treehouse, spend massive, massive amounts of money, but still have people go out and wait in your lines and get beer? Um you know they're still putting out as much beer as I mean maybe not as much as Lord Hobo, but yeah, I don't close. Know Lord Hobo's right?
2: Production it could be very similar. It's got
0: to be close, and then it's just two different ways to buy it. Yeah. So I I think like this is the way I think right. One of the most quality breweries in our area, Jacks Abbey. They they have production everywhere. They yeah. have distro everywhere. They kind of walk that middle sellout? line. Yeah. Would you consider them a sellout? Or exhibit
2: well, A. No, Jack's Abbey isn't a sellout because nobody owns that. Okay. Like they own them. Oh, st- so I mean, you're
0: saying strictly sell out to AB I, A B. Or a big that's I mean that's what I, I was referencing.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean I don't I don't think Jack's Abbey is selling out because they're everywhere, although I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like selling out in the sense like you're not a small brewery not anymore. Small like band. You've yeah. outgrown the small bat yeah, you've outgrown that model. I don't I have much less of a problem with that. Mm-hmm. As I do with selling to a big guy who's gonna take over your operations, yeah, so like I guess okay. there's I guess there's two different levels of it. there's sure. like there's, there's the Sam Adams, like Sam Adams to some extent, I think has sold out, but but not to own? the same extent yeah. as. Like Ballast Point. Ballast Point sold to Constellation brands. Yeah. And now different people are in charge of distribution of that brand. Sure. Whereas before, it was a guy wearing a Ballast Point shirt who worked directly for the brewery. You'd show up at your door and say, hey, I've got Sculpin'. Now it's somebody from Constellation that's like, oh, I've got yeah. 3,000 different brands, okay, hey, but I also got some Ballast Point here. So it's like the focus on the brand gets
0: lost a little bit. And yeah, and then it becomes like, the, hey, if you buy a Ballast Point, I'll give you this other brand. Exactly. You know, that's, man, that's what happens that with, the, that with the big dogs. Okay, so if we tier it like that, right? I don't consider it a bad thing if you're available everywhere. I do, I do look negatively upon somebody who sells to a parent company and gives up their morals. Yeah, I think... Changes operations for a buck rather than readily available. Does that make sense?
2: Yes. I I think our business correspondent would have better... So how do you feel about a brewery who comes into this saying, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. We're going to be small. We're going to be local. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes in and offers them... I'll just throw out a random dollar amount because I have no idea how this works. $20 million for your brewery. You walk... You walk away right now, now I own your brewery. How do you feel about that? From the brewer, from the small brewer's standpoint.
1: I think it's the society we live in. We live in a capitalistic uh, country here. So yeah. I think you're going to have the people that are looking to make the quick buck. And by no means am I saying that starting a brewer from scratch and building up to the point where you right. can sell it for that amount of money is, uh, is a quick buck. But at the same time... Do you want to spend the next 5, 10, 20 years developing it to the point where, A, somebody like AB might have it down pat where it's like, oh, you want this distro throughout the country? We'll have that done in a month. Exactly. We'll have that done in three months. And, uh, you know, your your beer is going to be all over the country. It might not be you brewing it anymore. It might not be you doing the distribution, but you're the one who got it to the masses. Yeah. So I could see both. I could see both arguments. Yeah. I could but see where you want to keep it small, you know, like you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know the individual owners and uh, paying attention to detail and stuff like that. But at the same time, I feel like the end game has got to be nobody wants to run a loss. That, I mean, business. that's
0: that's the that's the sneaky end of that conversation, right? Hey, we'll give you twenty million dollars. You'll be you'll be available to the masses. Or will squeeze you until you don't exist anymore. You that's, know, yeah, that, that's, that's the that's problem. the real problem. You're competing against mm-hmm. a person you cannot compete against. And I but, think
2: that's why a lot of breweries choose to not distribute their beer at all, because they have much less competition yeah. when you don't distribute. Like the Trillium. Trillium and Treehouse, they're not competing with anybody because their beer's not competing for tap space. Yeah. That it's just not distributed you have to come to them if you want their beer
0: mm-hmm. yeah. so
2: like to some extent they've taken that part of the equation out because they're like we're gonna do this on our terms we'll we'll produce a ton of beer and we'll offer it to people a case two cases uh limit or whatever but we're just not going to distribute it because you know we don't want to deal with that bureaucracy I'm gonna try to say that word again bureaucracy <laughs> okay. or that you know th- those politics because there's a lot of You know, we all want to say like it doesn't happen, but people pay to play. Yeah. You know, that you've seen that in the news before, like, oh, it's really frowned upon, it's illegal, whatever. It happens. It happens all the time. All All the distributors do it, no exception. And it's not, I'll give you ten thousand dollars to put this beer on tap. It's nothing crazy like that. But like you were saying, take this and I'll give you that. Yeah. You wanna get that KBS? Or you want to get those bottles of CBS? You got to support the brand. Mm -hmm. You got to buy Founders kegs. You got to do like they all do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I know. You just eliminate
2: that that by just not distributing. Like, we're not doing it.
0: Okay. F you. Come to our brewery. Yeah. Tough topic. Um. I. I guess I see it both ways. You know. It's tough when you explain it like you know, like the way we just did it. It is a business. See it both ways. Yeah. Exactly. You got to make money, but I think to cash in all your
2: chips and walk away. That's tough. Yeah. Dep- That's really Everybody's tough. situation is different. Exactly. Right, we so. get into this for different reasons. So, but,
0: All right. And that brings it. Is that only. Is that four? Yeah. I think we're on four. All right. We're on four?
2: No. I think we're on five. Oh, we're on five. I think five. that four, was, was four. Just, four. We're
0: past the tipping point. Now. I
2: think so. We're like halfway point. All right. Um, okay. Pastry beers. Yeah. Is so, the next one.
0: This is a trend. Pastry beers. Um, coined by Alex Kidd. Or a.k.a. Don't drink beer. Mm-hmm. Um, referring to the super sweet stouts with a lot of a lot of adjuncts. It's in that article too if you read back. I did read it. I didn't notice um, that though. And this, I can tell you right now, whether you're sick of it or not, is not going away. This goes on to the, the fascination with newness. Uh, there is only so many ways that you can make a sweet stout taste like something different. Um, And that's to, we've talked about this before, kind of reverting the beer back to like a childhood memory Mm. of like a candy you loved or a cookie or a dessert or something you loved. You see a lot of breweries do that. A lot of breweries do it well. But will oversaturation eventually uh, ruin this market? You know, we'll never know. I I do think it's getting more and more ridiculous, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing.
2: No, there are definitely people that don't want to see gummy bears and Oreo cookies and, uh, you know, Skittles and stuff like that in beers. Yeah. Personally, I think that that's really cool. I mean, I, mean, I don't, pastry beers is not – that's not all-encompassing. Like
0: Yeah, sure.
2: Skittles doesn't have anything to do with pastry beers. But I'm talking more like just additives and, like, just putting weird stuff in beer. I don't – I love it. I don't yeah. have a problem with it. I like the differentness and, like you said, with the – the newness. Like, you, you got to get creative. Like, what separates your beer from anybody else? Yeah. And unless you're doing something weird or making something that not everybody's making, then what are you really doing?
0: As we crack open a cherry pie double milkshake IPA. Yeah. <laughs> from <laughs> Tynes.
2: That's what I'm talking about. That's perfect. That's something different. Like
0: Can I steal some of this one? Yeah, go for it. It's, it's just H2O. What do you feel about that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about pastries? Well, we tried pastry the, um,
1: what was it, the Reese's peanut butter cups Yeah. One the other night. Yep, peanut butter cups. And um I thought that was good, but at the same time I don't know if I'm gonna go out of my way to look for stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. That's fair. I'm not the biggest stout fan, but having said that, that that one we had um recently was delicious, but it's like um I don't I don't know who said it, but it's almost too sweet. Yeah. I'd almost rather not have... I'd rather taste a little bitterness in my beer.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's similar to, like, you know, a wine drinker. Like, a lot of them don't drink Moscato unless it's, like, a certain situation or a port wine. You know, it's much more dessert-oriented. And um, I agree. I mean, I can't have more than maybe two in a night. And when I say that, I mean, you know, four or five-ounce pour of each. Um, Because they do get overly sweet. And then when you have more than a couple in a night, they all blend together. Uh, Mo, what do you think? Oh, you said you love them, right?
2: I'm, I'm I'm on record to say that I'm fine with all that stuff, all the weird things. Like, do whatever you need to do to a beer to make it marketable and make it make it something that people are excited about and they want to come and see you or want to seek it out because there's there's a lot of different beers out there and. To get me to go and look for something—that's really good.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
2: Um, for me to go out and like try to find something, like it's got to be something different. Yeah, you know, because a lot of people do very similar things to mm-hmm. each other. So you got to stand out a little bit, and I'm I'm fine with that. Well,
0: I'm fine with it too. I mean, I I, I enjoy them because a lot of them I've had are really good, but I also enjoy you know the the yellow bellies that get unbelievable flavors just with no adjuncts at all
2: you would know I wouldn't
0: Uh, and the the uh, the um, you know double shots and single shots that they only add like the coffee strand or something Mm. like that where they get excellent flavor out of it too it's just two different things that I, I think they're literally two different categories now so would,
2: um, would you say that you're talking about like, what, well, like a single shot with a like vanilla <laughs> bean or something? Or? Maybe,
0: yeah, Madagascar.
1: Just like for, as an example. Yeah. Like, yeah. From what I've heard, those those taste very similar. They're almost <laughs> I, almost Ooh. identical. Very
2: similar, okay. Yeah.
1: Good <laughs> to know. Good to know. Because I didn't know.
0: We will never know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number six.
2: Nah, skipping it. Skipping it? I'm skipping it because talking about corn, I'm not wasting my time talking about okay. corn.
0: Well, I will broach the topic then. That, so all right, that's all right, the, fine. We won't
2: skip it then. If you think you got something to talk about. That's the trend. Like the said, corn, corn. Yeah, talking about corn.
0: Yeah. So this is the corn syrup in the going yep. into the beer, the new Bud Light, the fan Bud Light yeah. coming off the Super Bowl. Yeah. And uh, again, this goes into the mass production of beers. It does. And one person pointing fingers and one person not. And Bud Light uses rice syrup and uh, Coors Light uses corn syrup. Correct and they are identical, pretty much for all intent and purposes. Final, yeah. p- final product, it's identical. Putting
2: sugars in the beer to then turn those sugars into alcohol.
0: Same thing with the pastry stout. And it's the, the only same thing, thing with just about everything. And the
2: only thing they're doing is they're playing on people's fear of the high fructose corn syrup.
0: Yeah, which is an old fad. Yeah, uh, it's bad for you. It's not you know,
2: but you're not drinking sugar when you're drinking beer. Yeah, the sugar is turning into alcohol, unless sure. of course you're drinking a cherry pie. <laughs> Double milkshake, which in that case, yeah, you you you're drinking some sugar. I mean, sure.
0: <laughs> Listen, this is a PSA from the Noob guys. Beer isn't good for you. It's um, not. Nope. <laughs> it, is, it is high in calories. It yep. is high in carbs. It is has alcohol, which is very it's bad. Got gluten beer. in it too. It's I mean, got everything that. bad you can imagine. And you know what? corn syrup if I was just to hand you a glass of water and corn syrup might be better for you than drinking a beer oh, 100% <laughs> so, for you. so don't worry about the corn syrup that's in your beer yeah. as much as just drinking too much beer in general is what I would say don't harp on the minute ingredients that big breweries put in their beer because it's the same as things little breweries put in their beer yep. to be honest it's true
2: it is absolutely true so good sweet Perfect, so we got that. Sweet, I like yeah. when I did that.
0: let see what I did there, yeah.
2: Uh, next topic, uh, milkshake IPAs.
0: Yeah, drinking one right now. <sighs> love it. I, I, I've I talked about this many times on the show. I love lactose and IPAs. I love the difference in complexity and mouthfeel it gives to a beer. Um, I don't think, the way they address it in the article, they say they're overly sweet. And can I don't you, believe that to be the, the they can case. can be. Sure, they can be. And they tend to have a fruit element in it. But if you have vanilla milkshake IPAs, I don't think they're overly sweet, and I think, I think it's a great addition. Same thing as lupulin powder if you add it into it, it's just a different word.
2: Now, I'll, I'll throw something out there. I have no brewing experience. Okay. I do know some brewers um, who have explained to me that um, when a milkshake IPA is really sweet or uh, has like a, a lot of fruitiness to it or something like that, It usually means that the lactose was added later on in the brew, in the brewing process. Okay. Because when you add lactose at the beginning, that gets fermented and turns into alcohol. Sure. So you can do two things with lactose. If you add it early, you can kind of like artificially boost the ABV a little bit because you're turning more sugar into alcohol. Okay. Or if you add it a little later, it won't get fermented and it'll kind of stay in there as residual sugar and you'll get a little sweetness. Okay. So, like, I think a lot of breweries kind of play with when to add it. Maybe they add it in the middle. Maybe they add it at the beginning. Maybe they add a little bit through each stage to kind of give a little a little balance. But sure, um, it is kind of something that i I can speak um, I can speak for breweries just experimenting with it mm-hmm. and kind of putting it putting different amounts and stuff like that. So
0: yeah, and I think there are a, a lot of good milkshake IPAs oh, sure. that I enjoy. Um, just. Right off the top of my head, I enjoy a lot of canned heat uh, milkshakes. Yeah. I enjoy they do them really The well. Mighty Squirrel ones, yeah, are really good. Uh, you know, Tired Hands obviously making that they're famous for their milkshake stouts. or milkshake IPAs, I should say. They had
2: Mighty um, Squirrel at um, Cultivated Shoals. You had their peach one, I think, the last time okay. we went there. Yes, S- and you were like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was that was really good. I was surprised to see it. Honestly, yeah. I was like, I saw somebody drinking. I was, you, you have Mighty Squirrel.
0: Yeah, they're yeah, making a yeah, run. Right. They're of doing good stuff. Yeah, and, man.
1: Uh, New brewery. Yeah, we emptied the fridge. But yeah,
0: <laughs> going back on, like, there's only so many ways that you can affect a beer. You know, mouthfeel is a good place to start. And yeah. it's just a different way, I think. It gives it that thick, that thick feel. For sure. I, I just enjoy it. I don't know. I'm not sick of it. Won't get sick of it in 2019. Nah. I, I, think there's
2: it. A, I think there's enough variations and enough differentness to it that I'm not sick of it yet. You sure. can kind of like play with a lot of different flavors. Different fruits and things like that so I'm definitely not sick of that one yet. I'm yeah. fine with that guy. I would
0: say I even seek them out. Yeah, keep doing this, it. At this point.
2: Sure. Um, next one? Yeah. What are we at? Seven? Eight?
0: I think we're at Seven, eight.
2: eight.
0: Oh wait, no. This might be nine. Oh man, nine. Yeah, this is nine. This is it. Alright, wow. we've come to the end. Damn.
2: Uh, the annual pumpkin beer freak out. Hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah, you know. I am kind of sick of this. I, I get it. I, I think it's less and less an annual pumpkin beer freakout, okay. in my opinion. I know I think last year was the tipping point of like the big anti-pumpkin like movement. Okay. Everybody so, was like. So clarif- clarify massive. this.
2: Clarify. You're, you're sick of the anti-beer movement, or you're sick of pumpkin no, no, beer?
0: No. no, I'm not sick of pumpkin beer. Okay. I'm sick of the. I'm almost sick of this seasonal chase movement, if that makes sense. The pumpkins, the bourbon county comes out at a certain time of the year. The KBS comes out at a certain time time. of the year. And you have to chase it just at that particular time of the year. Like, So, I mean, if you're going to, say, pumpkin beer craze, then you I mean, maybe, what makes people sick of it? That it brings novice beer drinkers in and that's all they order? I think it's super gimmicky. I mean, sure. The but then sugar a rim, stout is super gimmicky. sugar rim. Yeah, sugar rim. The sure. sugar rim, I'm sick sure. of. Sure, you I'll don't add external that. things to the beer. You don't put fruit in beer. You don't add. Yeah, you know. I'll sugar cancel rim the, the sugar rim. rim. Oh, all the time.
2: There's some pumpkin beers that are not bad. Yeah, get in
0: there.
2: There are sure. some that are not good at all.
0: Sure. sure. I mean, sure.
2: They, just like anything else, I mean, some breweries do it right and some breweries don't. Mm-hmm. But Southern TM makes great pumpkin beer. I'm not sick of that beer. Pumpkin, great King,
0: Pumpkin, great, great beer.
2: I know you like that one. Um.
0: I I like a lot of them. I actually, just until recently, I didn't. I like Shiphead, Shipyard, Pumpkinhead. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, there you go. So, yeah, I, I don't even mind that beer as a light like. novel. I'm not going to drink them all night. Right. Just like anything else, that's a that's a very deep, very heavy flavor that I'm not going to drink all night anyway. I
2: think more than the pumpkin, it's the spices that I'm not, like... Yeah, That I'm iffy on. Like, those fall spices, like the nutmeg and allspice and... I mean, some of those can be kind of weird sometimes.
0: But, like, people love, like, pumpkin coffee. They go to, like, orchards and get, you know... Women love pumpkin (laughs) coffee. apple, Apple pastries and all this stuff and all, like, the, you know, pumpkin muffins and pumpkin bread and... I mean, it's just everywhere, but... It's such a small window. I mean, why are you freaking out about it? It's yeah. a, a like one-month window.
1: I was going to ask you if you liked pumpkin pie.
2: I love pumpkin pie. Just makes a great uh,
1: pumpkin pie. See, I am not a Charity fan of pumpkin pie. I can deal with pumpkin beer, but I'm once again I'm not going out of my way. Like if it's okay. if it's October. And someone throws one in my face for, you know, a dollar fifty draft, okay. I'm probably going Whoa! Yeah, I'm probably going to. Who has get a dollar fifty draft? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm you just saying, like, it, they, they, have have to, they have to whine and dine me to get <laughs> me to get oh. the pumpkin beer. I get heart. that.
0: I get that. You're, you're, you need to be courted. Classic yeah. guy, you know? Yeah. I'm just going to drink your
2: beer for nothing. But yeah, no, yeah,
1: I've never been a fan of the pumpkin. I, I think you're right, the pumpkin spice. I'm not a big fan of pumpkin pie. Uh, anything mm-hmm. I could probably do with it, pumpkin seeds, and that's about it.
0: Okay, and with that being said, have there been any really heavy-hitter breweries that have done a, a quality pumpkin beer that you know of? When uh, I'm, you know the heavy-hitters I'm talking about. Yeah,
2: not that I can think of. And usually
0: you think of when the really good breweries come to a fall season, they switch to like a porter or something yeah, like that. You sure. know, a nice darker ale that just kind of changes and warms you up a little bit. And they stay away from those flavors. They go for the deeper caramel burnt flavors rather than the pumpkin flavor, So maybe it's just that you can't naturally get a pumpkin flavor without an artificial ingredient.
2: Mm, Maybe. I think a a lot of big breweries stay away from pumpkin beer because they're polarizing. Yeah. And like there's a there's a decent chunk of people that just immediately frown on pumpkin beer and it almost kind of sullies your reputation if you're brewing a pumpkin beer. You know, which, which, I mean, it really shouldn't necessarily because, like, there's a lot of, like, pioneers in the industry that make pumpkin beers. I mean, yeah. Harpoon makes one. Sam Adams makes one. Of course. Um, Dogfish Head makes one. Like, these are guys that, like, your brewery probably wouldn't exist if these guys weren't around. So. Yeah.
0: I'm not sick of it. I just wish I could get a a better microbrewery to make one. Yeah. Other, I mean, Tilted Barn took their swing at a, oh, a pumpkin Oh, yeah, that's Stout. Right. Jacko... Jack was it, uh, lantern, I think it was it's like something. Wasn't it? Something, was it something with twenty one? No, I don't
2: think. No, so. Am I amazing, making that up?
0: But that it was blackjack. That's what. Oh, they, that's okay. That's what that, made me think of 21. Okay. <laughs> that's yeah, twenty one. Uh, <laughs> nice. But no, yeah, they did. They made blackjack, and I wasn't crazy about that. That was a, that was a smart idea. You know, you take those nutmeg flavors, you put them in a stout rather than in an IPA, yeah. and now you have something completely different. Yep. Um, so I just think that I think if they perfected that, they would. They would be kind of first to market in that, other than Pumpkin. But, you know, yeah, whatever.
2: Heat made that Pumpkin Porter. That was pretty good. A lot of people seem to like that, so.
0: So that is uh, the Thrillist nine trends that we will get sick of in 2019. Thank you for sharing that, Mass Beer Bros. Uh, Hopefully we can uh, meet up with you guys soon, have a beer, have you on the show or something. But that's a discussion for a later time. And we are going (laughs) to go to... Um, the Shelfer of the Week, which is a rite of passage.
2: Gotta close Mike the Mike Beara knows
0: all about Shelfers of the Week. He is a master ninja of Shelfer of the Week. I do. Um, this week's Shelfer of the Week, brought to you by Noobed, is <laughs> the Ipswich Route 101 West Coast Style IPA. It is a great beer that I got <laughs> as a... Uh, a beer of the month, uh for a Christmas gift. I actually kinda enjoyed it. Little bitter, obviously West Coast style. Sure. Very, very traditional, clean, good color. Um I don't mind it, but this is something, like I said, that if I was at like a restaurant that didn't have a, a craft beer list and I saw this, I would definitely get it. I'd compare it to like a Harpoon IPA.
2: That's fair. I mean the, the untapped reviews say that it's Decent, not great, yeah. which is basically what I expected. Sure. It's a 3.63 on Untappd, so it's it's touching that 3.75 mark. Not quite there, but, okay. I mean, that's an above-average beer, I would say.
0: Sure. I mean, I I tried it as a, as a Christmas gift. Again, I wouldn't normally buy this, but I'm glad I did get it. Yeah, Because uh, I did get a couple other beers with this that I enjoyed, too. So, Ipswich Route 101 IPA, if you're in a pinch... Need a good, crisp West Coast IPA.
2: Local, get down. obviously.
0: Yeah, down. Yeah. So. They're known mostly for their uh, contract brew, right? Or yeah, they
2: contract brew for people. Somebody told Who told us that? You know. I think it was the guy at IPA Fest, maybe? People. I, I forget. Yeah, I think we, we have just, people.
0: We got people. People. People helping people, people. We're so big. So. We have people. So... <laughs> so Mike thanks first show in the books not too bad
1: oh yeah yeah absolutely thanks for having me it was, we basically uh, it was just invited you
2: over here to have a third person to talk to
0: yeah because Todd is you know I like in another country group. I believe Providence he said yeah Providence Providence Bru- Bruins game the Bruins yeah yes. the P Bruins so yeah. um, we'll talk to you later we'll talk to you at another time or we'll talk to you some other day we'll see you.
2: see ya Peace. <laughs> I love food.